Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Brodo Fantasy Podcast. I am your host, Tim Petropolis, here with the only two twins that are chilling in our home-built studio, doing a thing. We're being studious in the studio. Doing a thing. Yo, I can't wait to start releasing video. Uh, guys, if you want to follow us on Instagram, we don't have any posts yet. It's just kind of like in beta form right now. We're just preparing. Uh, but at Brodo Fantasy on uh, Instagram, at Brodo Fantasy on Twitter, BrodoFantasy.com for everything Brodo Fantasy. The, um, the rankings will be up. Tomorrow? They're up, man. They're up, bro. See, the this is why I have a disgusted up. face. We have this conversation every week. We <laughs> the put rank- them up mid-Wednesday. All right, though, so the wankings are already up, so go check those out. Uh, the wankings, which is the wah, wah. the porn stars that the twins like to uh, wank to, are also up on a different website. You're going to have to go to our private <laughs> site to imagine, get that. <laughs> imagine we had that, like, actually. Wank Trion. With that being said, the Brodo Fantasy Podcast begins Playoff time. Tim is a strange one today. Your wankers. Playoff time. Playoff time. It's playoff time in fantasy football. For some people, for some people, it's Where not for Jason in our main league. And rushes are going to the best backs, <laughs> except in Green Bay. <laughs> um, all right, so let's get it started. Yeah, let's do it. You guys want don't want to waste any more time. By the way, we got our Twitter questions coming at you at the end of this episode, so yeah. make oh, yeah. sure you stay tuned. We're gonna. Not only do we get to talk about all the games, but we also get to answer your questions. No That's way. one of the big parts about talk following about, us on talk Twitter talk at. Talk. Roto Fantasy. Yep. Cheap plug. At Mike underscore Patrop. At Jason Patrop. At Tim Patrop. With that being said, let's get to the Bills. Ah, man, I almost I almost had a great one. Jets at the Bills. That's what I meant to say. Uh, let's go on to, let's go to the fake Let's, let's start with the Jets because, um, blech. Um, I mean, Chris Herndon and no one else. You know what's funny? The Jets are now the team. Of sit, yo, Jets. Yeah, yeah sit your Jets. Chris Herndon is it's a time. maybe back-end tight end one streamer. Uh, he's seeing like six, seven targets a game. you got to hope he finds the end zone. Uh, you, you take that from a tight end at this point, but I don't really see a scenario I'm starting him. Yeah, I agree. Maybe streaming if you really need to, like if you just lost uh, Greg Olson last week, then sure. But he has he like no ceiling at all. He's getting you between four and ten points. Uh, maybe I'll take a shot on Dan Arnold. Sam Sam Darnold, Sam you gave me to call him Darnold. <laughs> Sam, Sam Darnold, Darnold. No, no. he's back and he. I don't think you got to talk about any other Jets players. All right, yep. let's, let's go on, to the kid. Bills. Um, all of a sudden you don't really have to say your Bills, especially because I'm gonna rub this in your fucking guy's face. I told you guys right in this chair that Josh Allen was a streamer, and you told me Timmy, you're better than that. Streamer, actually, Timothy, streamer you're not in that chair. All right, true. <laughs> you know what? Fine. I got to pick on something here because yeah. we were wrong about the actual everything call. Timmy said. He's in the wrong chair. It doesn't count. <laughs> All right. Well, it's – look, Josh Allen would have had 100 yards two weeks ago if he didn't get two yards taken away from him for Niels. He did have 125 yards on the ground. Is Josh Allen a streamable option against the Jets? 35, actually. My concern with Josh Allen is that he's like the better version of Lamar Jackson when he's doing it, but he also has a much lower floor. 
Yeah, as I, we've seen. He's like Mitch Trubisky if Mitch Trubisky had no passing yards. Literally 5 or 30 is what you're getting from Josh Allen. It's tough to trust, especially because the Jets have been a better defense on the road this season. Yeah, I'm with Jason. Uh, in two QB leagues, yeah, sure. You could bite the bullet because he could easily. He was, he's been the QB1. He was the QB1 last week, actually. So he has the same amount of QB1 games as Aaron Rodgers this year. Who would have thunk it? So uh, let's, let's ask a question. You're the sixth seed. You're facing the three seed. Three seed's a juggernaut. You got Kirk Cousins. Oh, if you really, really need the upside, I'm fine with going Josh if Allen. If your projection is like 40 points less or something, go for it. Go I mean, not for nothing. I have Josh Allen ranked at uh, 20 and mid- and Kirk Cousins at 19. So, like, <laughs> if you really want the upside, you could go with Josh Allen. Let's go over to the Bengals at the Chargers for our next game. Uh, let's start Hold with on. The- Hold your horses. You, you kid. Why? You're messing up today. Why? You're zaying too much. Michael, oh. you talk about Zay, I'll talk about Shady. Go, oh. go. Yeah, sure. Zay Jones against the Jets in week 10. He went eleven. He went 8 for 93 and a touchdown on 11 targets. He had the bye and then sadly had to go into Jacksonville and get one target for zero catches. And everyone thought the Zay Jones days were over until BAM! Last week against Miami, the revival. He did that against with Matt Barkley against the Jets, by the way, and then Josh Allen came back, and it seemed like it wasn't going to be the same. But then last week, nine targets, four receptions, 67 yards, two touchdowns. One of the touchdowns was a broken play where him and Josh Allen showed chemistry in the end zone, and he got free. Uh, this week, he gets the Jets again, who he torched a couple weeks back. They just released Kevin Bell- Kevin Bell. Kelvin oh. Benjamin. Kevin Benjamin. Kevin Bembaden. Kevin Belgian Waffle. This is the first time Kelvin Benjamin has. <laughs> oh, yo, this is the say first the time. Damn name. Kelvin Benjamin. Hey, you don't don't worry. You don't have to say his name anymore. He's probably never going to play. Has had any separation from a quarterback this season, and now Andre Holmes has gone too. Name one Buffalo Bills wide receiver other than Say Jones. Without wow, I just processed that was Holmes be a joke, but it came out so bad. <laughs> <laughs> that it wasn't even good. So yeah, there you go. Zay Jones. I actually like him as wide receiver three this I'm week. I'm gonna hop in and talk about Shady real quick. I like him this game. If you look at his home numbers this year, he's put up nine, twelve, thirteen, five, and six. That's an average of nine per game. If you look at on the road, three, five, eleven, one, and nine. Discluding one game. Excluding one game. That's an average of five point eight. The one game I'm excluding is the Jets game where he put up twenty five on the road. He's been better at home. So he's getting that same team that he put twenty five on. Uh but this time at home. His only two touchdowns of the season. The Bills are also the favorite. The Jets are allowing over 200 rushing yards per game over the last three weeks. I like McCoy as an RB2. Remember when it was like, can the Bills, can Alabama beat the Bills? Now the Bills are 4-8. and eight. No matter, anyone who yeah. even like, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. It, it's entertains so that? And yes. Mm. Anyone who entertains that question is just. Timmy just got a word correct. bozos. Let's entertain the Bengals at the Chargers. Uh, Tyler Boyd. Surprised last week. Hey, I had Tyler Boyd ranked way higher than Jason, and I liked him better. Than I didn't he did trust as well. him with Driscoll. Timmy, I think you sat Tyler Boyd, right? Even I sat him for DJ Moore against my. Uh, I made the. Oh man, my team really shit the bed. Well, my main team shit the bed. My other teams, I clinched buys. Do you know I missed out? Uh, so I, I don't know if you follow us on Twitter. I we have four main leagues, and I missed out on being first place in three out of four leagues by one point in my first. In my in a loss last week, I lost one thirteen to one fourteen. I deserve to lose. Wait, I'm confused. I'm so you confused. are not getting first place in our league. I'm twelve and one. Not uh, not the money league. I said all the other leagues. Oh, well, there's one more money league in there, but I would have finished in first place in all the other leagues. <laughs> one of the Brodo, in second. The Brodo uh, keeper league. It's 
Tim, me with the buys, and Jason in third place. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you guys. <laughs> um, where where were we? At? All right, so Dennis yeah, Rogers. Uh, Tyler, Tyler Wood. Oh yeah. Talk to us, uh, Desmond King has been far and away the best slot cornerback this year. I was waiting on you for this one, kid. And now Jason, yeah, Jason's Tyler Boyd ranking. I guess he has something to say. Jason's Tyler Boyd ranking uh, surprised me a bit because he has him at 24. I have Tyler Boyd at 29. Uh, as a wide receiver three, I think you could trust him. He just because of the target share he will get without AJ Green there now for the rest of the season. So I'm okay with firing him up as a wide receiver three. I just think going against Casey Hayward if he lines up on the outside or Desmond King, even worse, lined up in the slot, he'll have trouble finding separation. No, I, I was agreeing with you where you brought up Desmond King. I just gotcha. think based off of volume, that's where he belongs in the rankings. Gotcha. Makes sense. He's going to see at least 10 targets probably. Yeah, and he uh, he did pretty well with it last week. Didn't find the end zone but had 80-ish yards. One guy I don't like on this team, Joe Mixon. He played 57% of the snaps last week. If he's not going to play in blowouts, when's he going to play? Because guess what? The Bengals are getting blown out. They're playing the Chargers. They're also just a bad team. They're going to get blown out every week. He's a volume-based player who's no longer seeing volume. I just I have a little bit of a feeling. We about told you this was going to happen with Joe Mixon. Just saying. I do have a little bit of a feeling about Joe Mixon uh, turning up a little bit this week, though. I feel like if the Chargers are going to get beat, it's going to be on the ground. They've given up uh, over 20 points per game to running backs this year. So I think the Bengals are going to try to establish their run early since clearly their passing game has not worked. If the Chargers go take a lead early and run away with the game, it'll be a bad week for Mixon. But I feel like I just have a feeling that uh, Mixon has a pretty solid game this week. And the best news that any type of uh, Melvin Gordon order could have possibly rooted for at all. He's might be able to come back next week. This week? I think Oh, it, next week. Well, saying. he they say he might be able to come back this week, but I think that if you're yeah. counting on that, you're crazy. They're not going to bring him back against the Bengals. But next week, they will because they have a much harder uh, matchup at the Chiefs on Thursday night. So, why you would play Melvin Gordon against the Bengals and then have him come around off an injury, short turnaround against the Chiefs? Nah. What a beautiful Thursday night game we got there. Yeah, it's a good th- Thursday night game. I'm looking forward to that a lot. But it sucks that it's on Thursday. I, I'd rather see these teams both fully prepared. But with that being said... Um, Playoffs, maybe. I mean, is there a charger you don't like? I mean, I would start Phillip Rivers with QB1 mindset. I would start Keenan Allen with wide receiver one mindset. I would. So let's go to the running backs. Justin Jackson, Austin Eckler. Justin Jackson looked like the better runner, but Austin Eckler got the most volume. How are you feeling about the running backs this week? I don't think you can not trust Eckler more. Right? You have to trust Eckler more than Jackson. Yeah. Uh, what's his face? Justin Jackson. Anthony Lynn? No. Yeah, Anthony Lynn. Anthony Lynn said Eckler looked tired at the end of the game and yada, yada. Fine. Okay. That's. I think that's just coach speak. Eckler has a role. I think it's going to be a good role. I think Justin Jackson also has some appeal as a flex play. I, I'm looking at them as a running back to flex play duo. Uh, the Bengals are allowing 19 touchdowns on the ground this year with 180 yards per game to boot. So you could definitely have a two different viable players. Yeah, for sure. I'm with you on this one. But I think people are jumping on the Justin Jackson bandwagon a little bit. Yes, he looked explosive in the limited touches he got. But we've seen running backs have explosive runs and then just take a back seat to the running back ahead of them on the depth chart. And I don't think Austin, Austin Eckler 
is like top five in the league in yards per carry and has looked great since he came into the league last year, all because of one down game. He should just fall behind Justin Jackson in the pecking order. I just don't see that happening at all. And he did end with 18 touches last week overall. So I like Austin Eckler as an RB2. And Justin Jackson is more of a flex play. Yes, sir. I just want to – Keenan Allen is going to feast again. I have him as my uh, third receiver. What about the the Williams bros? <coughs> Terrell, the gazelle, and Mike the bike. This is a <laughs> – Oh, my goodness. You just said Mike the bike. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Mike Williams has now surpassed Tyrell Williams overall in fancy points. Oh, so my God. I, that I bet hope, we made. I hope I win that bet. Going back and forth. But, yo, Mike Williams is slowly becoming – You know, Tyrell, it's because Tyrell Williams got hurt, and he just hasn't been able to get his, the flow back into the game since then. That's what I'm going to blame it on. But Mike Williams, yeah, he's been slowly uh, once again returning back to the offense in L.A. He had uh, – 55 yards three weeks ago, 52 yards last week. That sandwiches a two-touchdown game. So he doesn't have a, a high ceiling. But in a game against the uh, the Raiders, where I mean, excuse me, the Bengals, who were atrocious against in all aspects of the game on defense, I could see him finding the end zone. So I think he's a pretty solid flex play shot if you need it. If you need, if you need an upside play there. I also I, I I was saying how Tyrell the Gazelle hasn't done anything of late. I mean, this is a game and a half for him to catch a long touchdown. That's true. I'm uh, siding with Mike over Tyrell. There's also volume concerns in a game where they're going to blow him out. I, I was going to say, are you concerned about the volume for Phillip Rivers even? He has two touchdowns in every single – or more in every single game this season. Two kind of fluky touchdowns last week, though, I must say. Like, everyone's like, yeah, give Phillip Rivers the MVP. Like, one was a clear full start, and another one was – Clearly, I mean, you still got to play defense, though. It's not like the false start resulted in a touchdown. We don't see false start misses like that pr- very often in the NFL. That was awful. Oh. Like that was a the really. Keenan Allen one is obviously lucky. that one. Come on, that was that was an interception. That was, that was a red zone interception that ended up a touchdown. That's like something that happens in Madden, and you turn it off and like well, throw it. It's like something that happens to the Looney Goons this season. We so, so many. Yeah, that's uh, that's our team, by the way, that we play for. So many freaking tip balls that came back to bite us, man. Wow. I, I got sad thinking about it. Right in the circus. Um, Chargers defense, hell yeah. My number one overall defense this week. Oh, the baby. Let's go over to the Broncos at the 49ers. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders, man. <sighs> Here's the thing. Emmanuel, we love you. But it looks like it's over for Emmanuel. Um, he might have torn his Achilles. Uh, the Broncos feared that he did tear his Achilles, and he's old. He's going to be 30. This might have been the last time we saw Emmanuel Sanders on the field, and he was such a big part of that offense. It's really sad to see, especially because he's probably a, a big part of a lot of fantasy matchups. But with that being said, it's going to be Cortland Sutton and Deshaun Hamilton, two guys that they said they all these experts in fantasy in the in the offseason were like, yeah, these two guys are going to be the starting wide receivers, blah, 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 blah. They were right. Demarius Thomas got traded, though, to make him right. And now... <clears throat> Emmanuel Sanders got injured. So they end up being right. Let's talk about Cortland Sutton first. Had his first good game. Had his first large target share. How do you look at him in this game against a San Francisco 49ers team that has been getting beaten like a drum against fantasy wide receivers? Yeah, so the week that DT was traded and all the rave was about Cortland Sutton and picking up Cortland Sutton, I've, I've always been on the Cortland Sutton is fool's gold bandwagon and I've been right up until last week 
And now moving forward, even though I I wasn't a fan of Cortland Sutton, I don't see how you don't have to entertain him as a wide receiver three basically the rest of the year. Besides Deshaun Hamilton, I mean, yeah, they lost uh, Emmanuel Sanders. They also lost Jeff Hewerman the week before that, and those are two guys eating up like eighty percent of the targets. So Deshaun Hamilton, he's a young guy with some potential, but. He's more of a speculative ad. I don't see how you could possibly start him in 10 or 12 team leagues at any point in the next three weeks unless he absolutely explodes. But yeah, like you said, San Fran's along over 25 points a game to opposing wide receivers. And those points got to go to someone. So I like Cortland Sutton as a high-end wide receiver three this week. Jason? Uh, yeah, he's, play- he's facing San Francisco, so I think it's definitely a good game for him. Also, he doesn't necessarily line up on Richard Sherman's side all I, the time. I was going to say the only thing that that scares me is that Richard Sherman is kind of a guy who lines up against Cortland Sutton very well. Yeah, but Sherman also stays on one side of the field. Uh, Broncos will be smart to move him around. They kind of do move him around. He's not really going to see the slot, but he's going to see the other side of the field. So he's someone you want to uh, – he's a safe play as a wide receiver three this week. I think that Deshaun Hamilton is someone you want to watch. Most likely to fill in for Emmanuel Sanders in the slot. Keenum likes to win a slot, guys. Well, I think uh, – was Vance Joseph said that they expect to move Cortland Sutton around now and for him to take a big step up. So we'll see. It'd uh, be good for him to get slot work too. It'd be even better. I would I would have an orgasm in my pants. Um in my pants. Matt Lacoste. Lacoste me a victory. I think that had ugh, that had more to do with just the game. The the Broncos didn't have to pass. Yeah. I agree. They had one target. I actually don't hate Matt Lacoste. <coughs> this week against San Fran. I think the problem is that this might just be a similar game where they just don't have to pass. Yeah. Philip Lindsay's so damn good. Let's talk about Philip Lindsay. Let's talk about Royce Freeman. Um, stop saying Royce Freeman together. I, I honestly said that just because I was waiting for Michael's Phillip reaction. Philip Lindsay is a workhorse now. Uh, yeah, Philip like, Philip Lindsay has been the better player since the beginning. That was obvious, and now it's official. Um, Stance and Rick. You got to love Philip Lindsay in this game. Yeah, There's I mean, no other he's our, but to love uh, him. He's our consensus running back six behind the top five. Like consen- We have – me and Jason have the same – well, we have – not the same exact, but it's Gurley, Zeke, McCaffrey, Kamara, Barkley, and then Lindsey. So besides those top five guys, Lindsey's our number one, and I don't see how you could say otherwise. Let's go over to the Niners. Nick Mullins has fallen off the pedestal that he was kind of uh, on, but – that pedestal has gone straight to Dante Pettis. That guy's fucking pedestal. Exactly. Uh-huh. So, look, he's the kind of guy who could take a a short pass and get yak 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 yak. That's why do you, he was drafted so high. What do you expect out of Dante Pettis? So Dante Pettis is a guy I'm not super excited about this week. I have him as a wide receiver three. If Garcon uh, and Goodwin return, you can't start him. If one of them returns. He becomes less appealing. If both are out again, then I think he's a wide receiver three. So this is preliminarily saying that the others will be out. But over the last two weeks, he has 206 yards and three touchdowns and uh, seven targets in each of those games. The reason I'm not super high on him is because of the the catch and run plays that he's having. So it's not something you could necessarily bet on. Like AP last week, I had a 90-yard touchdown run. You can't really bet on that. So you can't really bet on Dante Pettis having another 70-yard touchdown catch. But if the volume is there in a pretty solid matchup against Denver, because uh, Chris Harris is out as well. So, I mean, 
I'd I'd be okay with throwing him out there as a wide receiver three. Agreed. Definitely helps that Chris Harris is out. All right. That's the end of your statement. You, you said you said that like you were gonna like continue it. I don't know. You sound like in the Michael middle of the talked about it. What, what else are we going to uh, talk about, Mr. Jeffrey Wilson? Yeah, let's talk about Jeff Wilson Jr. He's taking the place of Matt Breida, who is already out. It's kind of like Kyle Shanahan was just like, yo, Matt, shut up. You're sitting one out. Just one. Because That's exactly I, what happened, actually. Yeah, because Breida owners know, like, this dude has been stubborn. The man who can't be injured is out. Yeah, so he's finally ending his stubbornness. And look, when a San Francisco running back plays, a San Francisco running back produces. Kyle Shanahan... Is when a Kyle oh, Shanahan right. running back. I mean, he's a Not wizard at running the ball. San Francisco. Right. He's a winner at running the ball. So, a wizard at running the ball. Excuse me. Jeff Wilson Jr. I'm where, all on him. Where is he, where is he in your rankings? Uh, I believe Jason has him at 15. Boom. I have him at 19. Uh, I prefer... So both of you are starting him. I prefer Jeff Wilson to... Joe Mixon. Probably in the minority on that one. This is blowing but my mind, man. He played 72% of the snaps last week. Saw nine targets. If I'm a running back that's going to be playing that much for a Kyle Shanahan offense, and then when you know just from one it's one game, fine. But you know that he has catching potential. They wouldn't throw him nine targets if they didn't think he could catch the ball. They would have thrown Alfred Morris out there if that was the case. Jeff Wilson or Spencer where? 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 Wilson or Carson? Carson. It's close. Wilson. Wilson or Sony Michelle? Sony. I have them like back to back, I think. Tariq Cohen. Wilson. Ooh. It's a tough one. I'm giving Cohen the slight edge. So you guys are starting him over guys who have been good for people for a long time. That's what Dude. happens when you got a Kyle Shanahan running back. Yeah, if you're a Kyle Shanahan running back, then you're. I mean, we saw him in. Atlanta make Devontae Freeman and Tevin Coleman startable every week. It's not easy to make two running backs startable every week. And this year, Matt Breida, last year he did the same thing. He's in, in San Fran. He's he's a very good running scheme. Guy. You're obviously starting George Kittle. What are your expectations for him? I expect him to bounce back. I think his target share made no sense last week. He didn't get targeted nearly enough. But I think he bounces back this week against Denver. There's no reason for him not to. It's a it's not a terrible matchup and Denver has been a lot better of late. So if they take an early lead and they have to pass more, I think George Kittle's targets will go up again. But last week I'm not looking too much into the down game. Eagles at Cowboys is the next game up on the list. This one could be for the for, for first place in the NFC East, so this is gonna be a slobber knocker. Um as soon as Doug Peterson came out and said this is still gonna be a three headed monster in the running game, um I knew that it was good for Josh Adams owners because that guy lies a lot, uh, especially the fantasy owners. I don't understand why, but he does. Um, Josh Adams, 20 carries, completely shattered everyone else. Uh, Corey Clement was next with five, and then Darren Sproles got four. Darren Sproles did get in the mix a little bit, scored a touchdown. Uh, but, yeah, Josh Adams, is he the guy from here on out, and how comfortable are you playing him week in, week out, especially against the Cowboys defense that – just shut down Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara. My issue with Josh Adams is that he's basically a poor man's Gus Edwards. He does not see any passing work. He gets around 20 rushes per game. The difference is that the Ravens are a better running team. And the difference is that Darren Sproles is going to steal touchdowns. So I have him as my running back 23 or 24. I think that's where he belongs. He's very unpredictable. It's always hard to trust 
Eagles running backs. It's it's also a tough matchup against Dallas at home for Dallas, right? Yeah. Me and Dallas Jason home. are basically on the same page with Josh Adams. Just for to show you, I'm I'm in a league where I have Josh Adams in the flex, and I'm starting Chris Godwin over him this week. Agreed. So, like that's just an example. Um, let's go over to Carson Wentz then. Three oh six, two touchdowns. Uh, nothing on the ground though. Is Carson Wentz like this? Is a guy that's has shit all over your team if you started him on numerous occasions this playoff time. Are you starting a guy like Wentz? Or are you taking a chance on a waiver wire guy like if you have a Jameis Winston available, or if you have a Lamar Jackson available, or if you have a, a Baker Mayfield, S- Baker Mayfield available? Are you taking one of those guys? All of the above. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't uh, know how you could really start Wentz against. I'd Dallas probably rather week. take a shot on Josh Allen. Dallas defense has just been so locked down of late. You start Josh Allen over Carson Wentz? Yeah. I would. Wow. That's bold, Jason. Last time they played, Zach Ertz went off uh, for, what was it? I had it, and I just closed my phone like an idiot. For 14 receptions, 145 yards, and two touchdowns. A lot of it was in garbage time. Like, the last 60 yards was just thrown at him. That was also a different defense. That that linebacking core has gotten better by a shit ton. Yeah, but they're also not great against the tight end in general, but... Yeah, their defense is great, but if they're gonna, if the Eagles are gonna score on offense, it's gonna have to be through Zach Ertz. So I think Zach Ertz is a Dallas he's my number two tight end. Dallas just shut down Drew Brees at home. Correct. I'm gonna trust Wentz and his options. Let's talk about the I mean, wide receiver. Like Dallas is the best defense of all time. What about Golden Tate? Yeah, Golden Tate. I mean, Ertz is reliable. Oh, yeah, yeah. Golden Tate. Yeah, you have Golden Tate ranked higher than I do. Wide receiver three. Yeah. All right. Yeah, oh, you were you were saying it as if I he was. He has crazy. to throw to someone. Yeah, I, you have him at twenty five. I'm at twenty seven. What about Alshon? Is are you done with him? Yep. He's a touchdown dependent wide receiver three at this point. Not even touchdown. Touchdown dependent flex. flex. He just the volume's not there. The production's not there. Thirteen targets in the last three games. Got out targeted and out produced by Nelson Aguilar last week. Golden Tate took a step up last week and uh, finally looked like he was going to be a solid part of the offense. So. I just this this doesn't have any mathematical like stats or nothing. I just feel like Alshon Jeffrey is the type of guy throughout his career where as soon as you try to count him out, that's when he came back stronger. I don't know. Going against Byron Jones too, who's been one of the best, if not the best, cornerback in the league. Another Stuff. reason, yeah. Uh, all right. So anyone else in this game? Any, uh, not in the game and on this team you want to talk about? <laughs> Good. We can pass it over Michael to the boys. Feeling about Goddard this week. The boys, dude. The boys. I predicted Dallas Goddard's best game of the year. So, all right, guys. So here's what I'm gonna propose. Do it. Yes, you start Dak Prescott over. Carson Hold on, Wentz. no, 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 no. Here's here's what I'm gonna propose. Amari Cooper, right? Okay. Look, it's too gross. It sucks to admit that he is a playable option. It. Stings because you have drafted him in Oakland if you have him in the top three rounds for the past three years and he has shit your bed. So he's made a lot of enemies. So it's impossible to be right down the middle for Amari Cooper. So he has forced me to do something different. This is the new Amari Cooper, guys. This Amari Cooper never existed before. Look me in my eyes. You see it, Michael? I don't know what's happening. It's a new guy. So I'm going to rename him. Instead of Amari Cooper. Kamari Pooper. He's going to be Amari Nooper. <laughs> the new Amari Cooper. So with that being said. You better have got to something a little funny after all that. Amari Nooper. <laughs> against one of the worst secondaries in the league. How you feeling? Kind of sounds like a porn star. Amari Nooper. 
What uh, kind of porn are you watching? I don't know. <laughs> on his wankers list. Yeah, on the wanker, <laughs> <the> wanker rankings. <laughs> but yeah, Amari Nooper. Let's start with Michael since Jason is uh is thinking about titties. Uh Amari Nooper is actually my eighteenth receiver this week. Jason's sixteenth, our seventeenth consensus. So we are on Amari Cooper this week. Numbers. What? It's one of the yell numbers. Usually it's shouting out numbers. Right. I don't know. Tim was the weirdo about all this. Philly has... The only reason why I'm not saying anything is because I'm in the process of taking off my shirt and doing this shirtless because it's so fucking hot in here. Yeah, it is hot. So hot. But, yeah, (laughs) Philly has been an absolute dream for receivers this year, and Amari Cooper, since traded to the uh, Cowboys, has had a pretty solid floor and a decently high ceiling. Other than the Washington game, he hasn't had a super high ceiling. He's been between, besides the Atlanta game where he shit the bed, between 9 and 14, so I still think people are a little too high on him. People who are just... Uh, the victory laps with Amari Cooper, dude. You drafted him in like the third or fourth round. He's not returning value even if he ends the last three games with 20 points each. So relax yourself. But, yeah, solid mid-range or wide receiver, too, just because it's a tremendous matchup. But I don't think he has like a super high ceiling. One of the things that stood out to me the most when I was watching this game last week was that Michael Gallup was really involved. Five receptions, 76 yards. They looked like they were designing plays for him. They wanted to take deep shots with him. Uh, They were going directly after Eli Apple, which did not surprise me. Uh, The Cowboys are very familiar with Eli Apple. The Cowboys are very familiar for picking apart Eli Apple. So it didn't surprise me that they went that way. What did surprise me is how often they went that way. Michael Gallup, five for 76. Um, But there was inches in between him going crazy. Is Michael Gallup someone that you're considering? I have him in the flex range, actually. Uh, when you're looking at Philadelphia, where their best cornerback is named uh, Nobody Knows What My Name Is, that's an issue. So you want to try to attack that person. I also feel like we've seen Dak Prescott play better in primetime games. Uh, they're home. This is for first place. It's not primetime per se, but it's a big game. And ever since Amari Cooper came around, he's basically a 16-point quarterback with a chance for a rushing touchdown to catapult him into quarterback one area that's basically how he's been since they got cooper so i like dak as a wide receiver uh as a potential quarterback one play of my 14 i think which means uh cooper's not going to catch every ball zeke's going to catch a lot of balls michael gallup could uh put up some flex numbers he's tough to trust we do have him in our top 50 though i do think dak prescott is being a little overlooked fantasy wise he's my Me qb too. 12 on the week I, he has one uh downish game against the Saints who have locked down everyone the last like five weeks and people forget about what he's done the few weeks before that and now this is a great matchup for him so I do like Dak Prescott as a low end QB1. Ezekiel Elliott's a beast you start him we're not even thinking twice. Yeah now that he's super involved in the passing game he's he's locked and loaded top end running back one no matter what every week. I haven't been in the keeper league and I was worried about not being able to keep him because I'm like damn I'm gonna waste I'm gonna waste another year on him around like week eight I'm glad that that no longer is my mentality at all. Yep. Um, anyone else in the Cowboys? No. No Jeff Swaim love? Swing him a miss. <laughs> uh, let's go over to the Steelers at the Raiders. Rigmarole. <laughs> let's start with the Steelers. Jason mentioned in the last podcast that Antonio Brown is his number one wide receiver uh, this week. Two. My number one, Tim. Get oh, it right. Michael's yeah, number one. It's confused. like you guys are twins or something. Um Antonio Brown, Juju Smith-Schuster, I mean, these guys against the Raiders secondary are obvious must-starts. Obviously, you're expecting big games from them. So let's go to Vance McDonald. 
He's kind of slowed down a little bit, uh, but he's still involved as he ever has been. Is this the week that Vance McDonald, uh, people who have him, it now, stream him now. I'm not that excited about it. It's just that Vance McDonald is one of those guys where you play him because you have to play him, not because you want to play him. So if you have anyone above him, the top, I have nine tight ends, Kelsey Ertz, Jalen Samuels, I guess, if we count him. Ebron, Kittle, Gronk, Brayt, Najoku, and Jared Cook, who I think are all at such a higher level than all the rest of the tight ends, like Hooper and McDonald and Jordan Reed and all those guys. If you're choosing from the rest of the bunch, I'm okay with playing Vance McDonald just because he does have touchdown potential and he can catch four to five passes in a game. Otherwise, I don't... I mean, I like him if you have to choose him, but otherwise, I don't love him. All right, so let's go to the thing everyone wants to know. You're obviously also, st- well, are you starting Big Ben, Jason? Yeah, on uh, the road, but because it's, it's a road game. Yeah. Also, very important, it's a four o'clock game. Uh, Big Ben struggles on the road have mostly come at one o'clock, so I'm trusting Big Ben. All right, so the big news of the week. Let's get to right to it. Jalen Samuels. Uh, at first, James Conner, they're like, "Oh yeah, it's just a contusion." And Mike Tomlin came out and was like super pissed off. It's like. Oh, these TV doctors don't know what the fuck they're talking about, man. Talking about uh, NFL Doc on Twitter. Yeah. Nah, NFL Doc said it was a, con- a sprain. Said it was a sprain. Yeah, he said right. this looks like a good old-fashioned high ankle sprain. Right, and Mike Tomlin got mad. Yeah. And the next day he came out, I was like, "Oh, well, it's a high ankle sprain." And I'm gonna tell you what. And I am not being in any way hyperbolic when I say this. If James Conner's out for the next three weeks. Jalen Samuel is going to be the number one player on fantasy rosters that win championships. Especially in Yahoo Yahoo leagues. In Yahoo leagues especially because you're about to have the starting running back for the Steelers in your tight end spot. If you have anyone but else, uh, else, Kelsey and Ertz, you have the best tight end left. Yeah, 100%. If you're in Yahoo, pick him up, start him at tight end. 100%. Even if you have Gronk. 100%. 100%. Yeah. I'd just play Samuels over Gronk. All right, so now that we've established that, they say it's going to be a running back by committee. They say that Stephen Ridley is going to get some looks. What do you expect out of Jalen Samuels uh, besides just his value at tight end? Yeah, so I'm just going to uh, – I tweeted this earlier if you want to look for it, but I'm just going to do the math here on air because not everyone sees our tweets. If you look at James Conner's half PPR points this season, he scored – Sixty-seven and a half percent of it from rushing and thirty-two and a half percent of it from receiving. So, if we look at Stephen Ridley and guess that he's gonna take forty to sixty percent of Samuel's carries, that leaves Samuel's with sixty to seventy-three percent of Connor's production. So, if we're lo- talking about James Connor, a high-end RB one who most of the time is putting up, he struggled a little bit recently, but let's say eighteen points. Michael, what's seventy percent of eighteen? Fourteen. No, a little more than that. All right. 15 and a half. 15 and a half point floor. I'm, I'm starting Jalen Samuels. It's actually less. But Whatever. <laughs> 14 point floor. Pittsburgh Steelers but. running backs are valuable because of their passing game. Because this guy was a tight end. Like, he catches the ball. He had a 321 line last week. Barely even playing. A few year, weeks ago, he had a 322-1 line on three targets. They like throwing to him. And he did get work every once in a while. He got work. Every once in a blue, he'd get in there. It's not like he's coming out completely cold. 
He's also been used in the red zone. So, but I don't. Jason has him at ten. I have him at eighteen. I don't know if I'd be able to trust him. Just bam as an RB one right away. Jason's bold this week. I, I like it. more of a Austin I'm Danger Powers as like Spencer Ware esque last week, where he stepped in, had a solid game, had a decent amount of opportunities, but didn't really capitalize fully on the opportunity. Jalen Samuels isn't the same player. James Conner, he's a like he's a hybrid type player. Like as you know, he's a tight end. He's eligible on Yahoo, and now he's gonna be play running back for the Steelers. And Ridley is expected to mix in, so I do like Samuels as a RB two. I just I don't I don't see how you could possibly trust him as an RB one right now. Here's the thing about about Samuels. If you're not playing him a tight end, I'm not that excited. Yeah, I'm a little excited. I'm like a tad excited. I'm not. I don't expect him to be James Conner. No, but I mean, I'm being a little ballsy with my prediction. But he's RB two at least. Yeah, I just really hope James Conner returns because I'm a James Conner owner and I really want to win my championship. I'm a James Conner. I'm starting Jalen Samuels over David Johnson. Oof. Oof. It's a little wild. It's a little I have wild. David Johnson at 22 this week. We'll get into piss it. me off. Sometimes. I hope you're not right. Let's get into it right now. Uh, actually, it's not. We got to talk about the Raiders first. Oh, Damn the Raiders. Do we? Jared Cook. Yeah. yeah, basically the only guy you can consider. He has a touchdown in three straight games. Marcel Aitman. Oh. He's done so little with his targets. Like, how could you possibly start him? Doug um, Martin's a touchdown-dependent flex. Who's hurt? He might not. If he might even miss the game, then Jalen Richard gets some appeal. But Richard doesn't even see targets anymore. The whole offense is a it's mess. It's been weird. Yeah. All right. So let's go on to the next game. Let's talk about David Johnson. Lions at the Cardinals. Actually, let's start with the Lions first, though. Cardinals defense has been decent against the pass. Uh, they've been very susceptible to the run. Carry on Johnson out again. Um. LeGarrette Blunt and Theo Riddick are going to see the running work. Uh, are you confident in starting either of them this week? Uh, I think that LeGarrette Blunt is a decent play. Uh, going up against the Cardinals, obviously not a good run defense. They've been beat on the ground often this year. They've allowed the league-leading 15 rushing touchdowns this season. LeGarrette Blunt can still plop his way into the end zone. I have him at 27, I think. Look, if you want to use Blunt as a flex this week, I'm not going to argue against it. Michael, are you worried that Kenny Galladay gets shadowed by Patrick Peterson and, and loses a little bit of the flavor? Not really. Uh, he's just going to be peppered with targets, I expect. It was a bit of a down week last week against L.A., but that was just a that was just a weird game, the Rams and Lions game. Like, it was close, and then it wasn't close at all. It was just strange. But, I mean, he's going to have to get at least 10 targets against Arizona, I expect, so... I think he's a solid wide receiver, too, this week. And Patrick Peterson usually doesn't really follow one receiver anyways. Uh, Matt Stafford. Nah. Nah, bro. Come on now. Nah. You're better than that. Nah. Jason, uh, I think nah. in full PPR leagues, Bruce Ellingson is a flex play just because he's getting like six catches a game. But I don't think you can consider him in other leagues. Let's talk about David Johnson then. Why do you hate him so much against a good matchup? Good matchup. Good matchup, Tim. You're the, you're the number one advocate of talking about how Detroit – has been head over heels better with Damon Harrison, Mr. Snacks, on their team. They've still given up 100 yards to three of the last five running Listen, David Johnson, <laughs> what has he done in the la- since week six? 
I'm just going to round numbers here. Got 20 touches gonna, and 22 gonna, touches the last gonna, two weeks. I'm going to round numbers here. Sure, Chase Edmonds vultured a couple. I'm going to round numbers here. I think Jason's planning on rounding numbers here. Since week six, 12, 9, 12, 33, 17, 9, 8. You know what that smells to me? It smells like running back 22. You know what it also smells to me? It smells like Snacks Harrison's on the other side of the field where Detroit's run defense has been 100% better since they got him. You know what else? Christian Kirk is injured now. That's one less weapon on Arizona. A team with no weapons. More targets for DJ. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. No, I disagree. Why? Because he has four receptions in the last three games. When are we going to let this David Johnson's going to catch passes shit go to rest? I think you don't. Four catches in the last three games. He's basically just a run. He's Gus Edwards. He's Josh Adams. You're an angry guy. But on a worse team. <laughs> I don't think that's the case this week. I don't. Like I said, they tried. You guys want to make up. a bet? 100 yard rushers the last three weeks. And they're going to need to do something in the passing game. They're not just going to only throw to Larry Fitzgerald. They're going to have to do something. And David Johnson, I think, is going to be I'll bet you guys back DJ's to back weeks with over 20 touches. He's out the top 20. I absolutely bet you he's inside the top 20. It's the easiest bet of my life. Tim, you're obviously getting in, right? You know what's the easiest bet of your life last week? Keenan I mean, Allen. Yes, right? I'll get yeah. Guess who won that one? I, I didn't say that was an easy bet. The fuck? I, it was just the first bet I remembered. <laughs> um. I, I forgot who he Fitzgerald, told uh, yeah. he's passed 50 yards one time since week three. So you have to assume his target share is going to go up a bit with Christian Kirk out. So he has some wide receiver three appeal. Not excited about it. No one else in the Cardinals you're considering starting. Let's go over to the Rams at the Bears. Another one where a great defense plays a even greater offense in some cases. So let's start off with the Rams. Is the fact that these Rams are, are playing... Such a good offense, I mean defense, excuse me, make you hesitant? Does it make you want to reconsider maybe a Cooks or reconsider a Woods or reconsider a Reynolds? Uh, what do you think about the pass catching options here? You know, this is a just the game overall as a whole. Uh, Rich Hryber of Roto World tweeted, uh, I don't know if he tweeted it or I read it somewhere, but the Rams are first in the league in red zone opportunities at 5.2. The Bears are first in the league in red zone opportunities allowed at 2.5. So this is really clash of the Giants here. Jared Goff is someone I'm definitely uh, tough to decide on this week. I'm going with the you can start him as a back in QB1 side here. If you look at Chicago, they've allowed uh, 16 points to Russell Wilson. Um, four point. Uh, this is who's the Bears are home. So these are teams. Michael, talk. I lost my train of thought. <laughs> Oh, Michael, talk. Okay. Um. <sighs> let, me, let me talk. No, I, okay. I, no, I okay. I'm taking over. Russell Wilson scored 16 against them. Brady, 23. Stafford, 18. Cousins, 19. So we see that uh, quarterbacks can put up. I didn't mention Aaron Rodgers, who did well against them. We can see that good quarterbacks can put up solid numbers against them. Uh, but let's take a look at it the other way. Did you guys hear that? That was great. New studio farts. The numbers that I said, does that mean that there's a high floor for good quarterbacks or does that mean there's a low ceiling? I mean, I lost you at a little both five minutes ago, so go for it. It was a question. My goodness. A little both. I'm just you know, I'm really losing you guys I'm here. I'm just making fun of you, Jason. I think it's a tough thing to decipher, but I'm going to side with Jared Goff. Uh, if you look at the Bears' defense, they have allowed 21 passing touchdowns to just four rushing touchdowns. Does this worry you if you're a Todd Gurley owner in any way? Absolutely not. You should still be as confident as ever in Todd Gurley. Yeah, they also just allowed 100 yards to the Lions and Giants backs. Yeah, I mean, the Giants have Barkley, but Blunt, it's Todd on. Gurley. So, Josh Reynolds is the only receiver I'm not loving as a start this week. Brandon Cooks and 
Robert Woods, as always, I'm throwing him out there because they continue to produce high-end wide receiver two numbers basically every week. I'm a little weary on Cooks, bro. Chicago is the best defense against passes farther than 15 yards down the field. That's cool. Cooks doesn't catch all his passes 15 yards down the field. And the Rams are a supreme offense. So Josh Reynolds, though, has a very, very difficult matchup with Kyle Fuller. So I do not like Josh Reynolds, and he... Laid a goose egg last week. I think he only had two t- targets. I mean, two catches for like 20-ish yards, so it was not great. This is not a week to play Josh Reynolds either. I kind of like the Bears to win this game if Mitch Trubisky plays. Call me crazy. but You're crazy. Bears, let's assume Trubisky's back. He's on pace to come back. Does that save Anthony Miller? Not really. Anthony Miller's been very touchdown dependent. Yeah. He's just His not numbers are inflated targets. because he's scoring the touchdowns. But if you look at targets... Taylor Gabriel's been getting the most, but that was with Chase Daniel. So can we even trust that? And then Allen Robinson is kind of just there. I like Allen Robinson the best just because of touchdown potential. I have him the lowest. I have Miller, Gabriel, Robinson all in the flex area. I wouldn't want to trust any of those guys. My favorite guy to trust would be Terry Cohen. Even with the addition of Ms. Trubisky again? Yeah. Trubisky's best asset is his legs on his arm. I mean, sure, but his arm is much better than Rams Chase also Daniels. just got to keep Tlaib back. Trubisky can also be rusty. He can also play worse because he's injured. Shoulder injury. What if they're chasing points? Uh, it doesn't take anything away from what I just said. It does, fantasy-wise. Not the arguments I literally just made. But, I, I mean, I see what you're saying. You're going to want to predict one of them and start one of them this week? It's very easy to be wrong. Jordan Howard. Terry no. Cohen. Yeah. There's Cohen. no. Cohen's I feel good. like I feel like Jordan Howard needs to needs to be dropped. Are you, do you guys with me? Yeah, I'm okay. You can drop him. Yeah, I, I already dropped him a couple of weeks. I feel like I want someone else to pick him up and what? try and play him because he has a big name. Terry Cohen. Uh, PFF does this thing called actual opportunity. I've spoke about it before, where actual opportunity is the expected points players are supposed to get based on the volume and usage in a game, and in games with negative game script, for the Bears, Terry Cohen has. Over 20 points actual opportunity. So negative game script is way better for Terry Cohen than positive game script. And against the Rams, I expect it to be that way. He just came off a huge game against the Giants where they won, they lost 30-27, to 27, but they put up a good amount of points, a lot of it because of Terry Cohen who went 12 for 156 through the air at 14 targets. It's absurd to say a running back did that, but that's the landscape that we're in these days in the NFL. And I think he has big-time potential against the Rams this week as well. Uh, anyone else you guys want to talk about in this game? Bears, the Bears defense, hold on, real quick. The Bears defense has been fantastic. Yes. I have. You can't play them against the Rams. I have the Bears defense as my uh, defense number 12. Once I get that low, I didn't rank them. Once I get that low, I'd rather just go with the team that got me there and the defense that's been so effective all year because they could give up 30 points and score a touchdown. We saw it happen with the Chiefs and Rams game. So, you guys are making me rethink my decision because I I recently picked up a streaming defense off the waiver wire to take the place of Chicago. Um, let me tell you in a second. I'll talk about Trey Burton. He has 14 catches over the last six games. So. Jacksonville, Tennessee. Who would you rather play? Oh, Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Okay, cool. Right. Adai. Trey Burton. I just the disappearing know. the disappearing man. That's his name. You got to play him. 
If you have him, right? No. I mean, you have to. Why play do you him, keep though. saying that? Because if I you have, it. you were joking. No, dude. If you have Trey Burton, you probably don't have any better options. He has 14 catches in the last six games. Tim, it's Trey with. You know what a better wire. option is? Anyone. Mitch Trubisky is coming back. There is a. Daniel targeted him more. That. Where do you see that? I want, I want proof. Daniel, I want numeric proof. All right. He threw, a, he threw a two seconds. He threw a touchdown to Adam Shaheen. Shaheen. And Adam Shaheen just came back through from injury, and the fact that he caught a touchdown is bad for Burton. Exactly. So how Burton if, how could you possibly say you should start Trey Tim, Burton? Ever? I didn't say you should. I said you have to. Burton had no. how many games did Daniel start? Two, right? Burton had eight targets in those games. After that, he had one, four, three, four, eleven. So you have to go back to week seven. Daniel was targeting more than Trubisky. He had seven targets two weeks ago. We don't even have Trey Burton in our top 20 tight ends. No, I don't want anything to do with him. At that, at the same time, though, you are you guys just saying sit him to sit him? Because in a good league, here I, I'm actually going to our league where we everyone knows what the hell they're doing. It's always hard. Let's see what tight ends are available and what guys you start over him. Chris Dan, Herndon? Dan Arnold. Herndon. You start Herndon. Jesse start James. Herndon. No, no, Jesse James. Mark Andrews. Yes, Mark Andrews has been pretty solid with Lamar Jackson. CJ Uzama. Yes, I'd probably not go Uzama. I don't like Uzama at all. Jonah Smith. No, Jonah Smith. If I'm in the playoffs and I got to start one of these guys or Trey Burton, I'm just going to put Trey Burton in there. I don't want Dan Arnold. I'd rather throw out Matt Lacoste, too. Matt Lacoste, Chris Herndon. That's gross. Trey Burton is gross. I don't understand. It's not nearly as gross with... No, with Trubisky no. on the field. Trey Burton is gross. I don't know. I don't agree. I would rather play Burton than those guys. If you if you're gonna go down with a tight end, go down with your tight end. Uh, Vikings. He's at, been bringing you down all year. So. Vikings at Seahawks. Yo, guys, I think we underestimated how good Bobby Wagner is. Who ever underestimated how good Bobby? Because we assumed that the Seahawks were gonna be a much worse defense, and all of a sudden he's playing probably the best football of his career, and this Seahawks defense is pretty pretty damn good. Yeah. It's not it's not the Legion of Boom, but they're pretty damn good. Uh, they're going against a Vikings team that has been completely stagnant. Uh, let's start with the Vikings' uh, weapons. Uh, the passing game, Adam Thielen, Stefan Diggs. Stefan Diggs, he woke up and his knee was swollen, so he was the game-time decision played, but he did not look the same. That's for damn sure, especially as the game went on. he got he, In his history, he does way worse in games where he's listed on the injury report and is a wide receiver one in games where he's not listed on the injury report. Interesting. And last week. That's a good stat. Last week actually just further cemented that. Yeah, that's a good stat, Michael. It fermented it like kombucha. I this was like <laughs> the hardest game for me to predict this week, to be honest, because Seattle's defense has been great. Yeah. Also, they've allowed a quarterback one in four straight games. Uh they're allowing the most yards per possession in those games. Now those games came against Goff, A Rod, and Cam, and then Nick Mullins in all out comeback mode. So can we trust Kirk Cousins? Uh, I have him at 13. I think he's not a terrible play this week. Uh, if you look at what Seattle's done recently against quarterbacks, I think Diggs and Thielen are both good plays. Uh, they're both going to feast. Seattle's allowed a running back one in five straight games. Dalvin Cook had 10 targets last week. Seattle's allowed four catches a game to tight ends. Rudolph averages four catches a game. Dalvin Cook, man, I don't I don't know how I like Cook him. this week, man. He's, he's a safe RB2 again. Look at his usage. You have him at 11. Look at his usage. He has not had 10 carries since he he's returned. 10 targets. He has 10 carries once the whole season. Targets are better than yeah, carries. Yeah, you think he's going to get 10 targets again? They were down by 20 against the Patriots the whole game. So then he'll get rushes. 
he hasn't surpassed 10 rushes. Dalvin Cook's best rushes have been to the outside this year. That's where Seattle struggled. I think you're being a little too literal, too. Jay, I think what Jason's saying is he's going to get the touches regardless, but he's he's game script proof because if you need to pass, he'll catch the passes. If you need but to run, not, he'll get the rushes. Because he just doesn't get enough volume. Look, the last couple of weeks, he's become a safe play. He's my RB20. I don't, I don't see how he could be ranked inside the top 15. Uh, anyone else in this game you want to talk about for the Vikings? Well, I mean, Thielen. We already talked about him. I guess, Kinda. but all right. Go give us your. I, just, I love Thielen, so you just have to say his name. Uh, he does not get a very difficult matchup in the slot against Justin Coleman, so he should have a pretty solid game as long as the Vikings fucking block for Kirk Cousins. Their offensive line is a joke, and they're not giving him any time. I don't know what the Vikings game plan was last week against Minnesota, where they were just passing all over the place against Minnesota, but they were against New England, but they were literally just throwing two to four yard passes to. Stefan Diggs and Laquan Treadwell and shit, and it made no sense. So hopefully that's in the review mirror. Let's go over to the Seahawks, our last team on the docket. Russell Wilson is probably having the most efficient uh, season of all time. Guys, real quick, talking about efficiency, shout out to PFF. Russell Wilson has a perfect passer rating this year when targeting Tyler Lockett. 44 completions on 51 attempts. For 713 yards, 9 touchdowns, and 0 interceptions. I need we, we probably made a bit about Tyler Lockett, you and I. Do we have a bet about Tyler Lockett? Because I was all over him in the preseason. Ooh. I don't know. We made I drafted him in a couple leagues. Not. Like you don't you don't pay a guy that much money and then just forget about him. He gets he gets looks. But a perfect passer rating on fifty one attempts is insane. Yeah. That is insane. It God. would be a, it would be a record. Check those offseason contracts. If someone gets big paid, especially if they get re upped, they're gonna be part of that offense. But then you get guys like Paul Richardson. I mean, he got hurt. Talk about this game. Russell Wilson. He's basically been in the quarterback 7-12 to 12 range every week. I've been saying it over I'm, and over because that's where he's at. He's I have him at 12. Minnesota hasn't allowed a QB once since week 5. Their defense keeps getting better. This is similar to a game that they had against the Chargers, though. Russell Wilson put up 20 points at 41 rushing yards. You don't think he's going to run a little bit if he can't pass? Maybe, but I just I don't, I don't really love Russell Wilson this I'm, week. He's a safer play. I don't see the upside here. Yeah. I'll I think he'll still there. get you 17. Is there... Any way you play Doug Baldwin in a must-win must win matchup. Yeah, I'm cool with it. It's a wide receiver, low-end wide receiver three. I'm okay with it as well. He's been more involved. He's been getting more red zone looks. What about Jerron Brown? Any love for him? He got two touchdowns last no, week. No, definitely not. Tyler Lockett. I, I said all that stuff about Lockett, but I like Tyler Lockett as a low-end wide receiver two this Talk week. Talk about Chris Carson real quick. Like, why are people... They disregard him. People disregard Chris Carson because the fancy community loves to get a boner for one player and then just... Carry it on throughout. Now it's Rashad Penny again because he has a few good rushes. Carson's here clearly been better, boner. even though Chris Carson has been superior all season. Week. Yeah, I like Chris Carson a lot this week. We both have him. Oh, actually, I have him at 16. You have him at 18. And I'm not starting Rashad Penny. So there you have it. Again, when Rashad Penny was the hot waiver wire ad, we were like, what are you doing? Why are you adding Rashad Penny? And it turns out it would have been a bad idea. Murder. Well, it was a bad idea. Bad idea. The Seahawks give up uh, 31.3, but I shouldn't care about what the Seahawks give up. <laughs> what are you talking about, kid? <laughs> I'm talking about what the Seahawks give up. Hold on. You I need to find out what the Vikings give up. Against what? Coming where, shortly. Where are you? We will Minnesota. bring you. Oh, the Vikings the are surprisingly towards the bottom of the league in points given up to the opposing running back. 24 points per game. 
The Vikings are top five in basically all fancy points allowed categories at this point in the season. Their defense has been great since their sputtering first few weeks. And that was without Everson Griffin. If you ever want to see, like, he he's like a David in David uh, Damon Harrison kind of impact guy where he just changes the entire outlook of a defense when he gets on the field. Yeah. Um, Let's go to Twitter questions. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. That is it for the game recaps. Uh, if you want more as the weeks go on, at Brodo Fantasy on Twitter. Also, if you want to ask us questions, at Brodo Fantasy on Twitter is the quickest way to get to us. We we answer things immediately. So True. hit us up. Michael, hit us up. It's Jason today. Jason today. Yep. Ooh. Yeah, he wanted to take over, you know, because I'm, I'm a little Ruski. too selfish Michael's when I read the it, questions. Right? Well, uh, the first time you did this, Michael, you just read the questions and answered the question yourself and then moved on to the next question. <laughs> so let's see if Jason does any better. I felt that it was fairly obvious. I'm going to host this as Family Food. We got Team Tim against Team Michael. We're going to ask some questions. And I will act as Steve Harvey. All right. Important. This guy is projected to lose pretty big, so he needs boom potential. Boom, boom, boom. Standard league. Kenny Galladay, Spencer Ware, Jeff Wilson, or Gus Edwards? Need boom potential. If I'm looking at boom potential, I'm taking Spencer Ware out of the Spencer window. W- Probably Gus Edwards, too, just because You're taking Spencer Ware out of the window? Yeah, against Baltimore, I don't see him having a boom. I'm going to go with Kenny Galladay. Uh, if, for boom. For boom. Because he could catch three balls for 100 yards. He played 41% out, out of the slot last week, so I'm not really scared of Patrick Peterson. Yeah, I'd go Galladay. I just want some... I, was, I want the guaranteed... I want the guaranteed volume. I go Wilson. I want survey the says Jeffrey, Jeff Wilson. You go with or Spencer Ware? You said Ware to begin. I with. would go with the running back. I would go with a running back, and I think I'd lean Wilson slightly over Ware, but I like Ware too this week. I, I think I I lean Wilson slightly. All right, that was from Isozenon. What about you? I said Galladay. Oh, okay. Next from at JH Soccer fourteen thirty nine Jake Healy best defense to stream this week. Mm. Uh. Well, not knowing percentages like the, right off the top of my head. I like the Giants' defense a lot this week against Mark Sanchez and the Redskins. Uh, the Saints' defense against Tampa Bay is not getting any love for some yep, reason. I was about to say that. Uh, Tampa Bay turns the ball over, and the Saints' defense has been top-notch. Uh, Jacksonville against Tennessee. Chiefs could force some turnovers against Baltimore. I'm in the minority here. I think they're a decent play. They don't really pass the ball, though. They'd have to force fumbles. It's a little bit more difficult. Also, Buffalo against the Jets. Um, oh, yeah. That's our number oh, two defense. Yeah. I also... Yeah, check out our uh, rankings, whoever is the highest. The Arizona versus Detroit. Yeah. Rankings on BrotoFantasy.com. That'll probably help more than this banter here. Dallas versus Philly. All right. We got at the FFL wire, the fantasy wire, Frank B. Cortland Sutton stock up, but I'm not sold. What's your take? I mean, with the new injury news, I love Cortland Sutton. They're going to they're gonna pepper him with targets. Who else do they have to throw to? I think it's a big week to see where he's used on the field, how many targets he gets. Uh, I'm not completely sold yet. I think this could be a little bit of a fool's gold where now he basically settles in as the wide receiver three you want him to be rather yeah. than jump into the wide receiver two category. Like I said uh, with Cortland Sutton during the Broncos game, I felt I didn't. I thought he was fool's gold in the beginning, but now that he's literally the only guy there, Deshaun Hamilton, we'll see how he's used. He has to be a wide receiver three, just volume-based, but we'll see how effective he could be with the targets. Next up, at Tonnell77, Mitchell Eastman. Better flex play in half PPR. AP, Ingram, or Jeff Wilson? We're knocking AP out the window. I think Tim's going to go with Ingram here. I think me and Michael are going to say Wilson. Yep. You're right. Okay. 
Uh, oh, this is the question we did earlier. Chubb, Samuels, or Fournette? We all agreed Fournette is the answer. Fournette. That was from at the kid Vic. Vic Although, G. again, close. At CC Harrington, Connor, how does Michael feel about our quarterfinal matchup this week? Listen, Connor. <laughs> in the Brodo League. He's in a Brodo League with us. Not only am I going to beat him this week in fantasy, I've destroyed him toasty. both times he tried to beat me in Madden. Ooh. <laughs> Straight up destroyed him. <laughs> throw your, throw your uh, it was like PSNs at seven, then 41 zip. Yeah, tweet us your PSN if you want to face us in uh, Madden. Michael is very good at Madden. Michael yeah. is very good at Madden. Ask Connor. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine going over the same house with him, Connor. I tried to... How many times I've lost to Michael Madden is uncountable. I don't okay. think you've beaten me since I turned like 14. And you know what's crazy? I beat other people when I play them. I just can't beat you. We got at Houston better with a Deshaun Watson uh, avatar and a spider as the name. Very anonymous, this guy. Two questions. Who do you trust more going to the fantasy football playoffs, Wentz or Winston? Well, or does anybody on the wire offer more upside? Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott. Winston all the way for me and Michael, I think. Yeah. I think you got to consider Lamar Jackson. He has a really easy schedule going forward into the playoffs. Um, I wouldn't consider Wentz. I think Winston and Jackson are the two that you want to look at. Right, and I think Dak for this week. I like Winston this week. Yeah. I think most of the weeks going to be Winston. And then his second question with the first round bye. Awesome. Congrats. How do you like Samuels, Carson, and Coleman as running back twos moving forward? Well, Samuels is, of course, just dependent on James Conner. Yeah, and it's going to be very telling how he's used this week as well. Chris Carson will is a RB2. Yeah. Definitely. Who is the other guy? Tevin Coleman. Definitely prefer those two way better than Tevin Coleman. Agreed. Yeah, 100%. Uh, at Ultimate Squeeze Alex, this guy is a stack team. Not sure what. Lindsay or Woods in the flex. I'm not sure what uh, standard Lindsay. or PPR. Lindsay. I'm going Lindsay, though. If you have yeah. Lindsay on your team, find a way to get him in. If he's on the bench, you're making a mistake. Yeah. Unless you have like he McCaffrey, might even be Zeke better than Kamara. your yeah. He might even be better than your RB two. Yo, if he's now. if he if you have McCaffrey, Zeke, and Kamara, then you're already in the playoffs. I mean, <laughs> you're, you're already what? like basically marching the championship. But if you're not a super team that is ridiculous and you have Philip Lindsay, he's starting. I'm starting him over James White this week. So oh, I'm yeah, going to do a, a cheap plug here because Satchel 1300 Samuel tweeted at us early take on Gus Edwards this week. We already talked about Gus Edwards. So what I'm going to do is direct you to Clipcast. Our uh, a website that we just partnered with, Clip, it's spelled C-L-I-P-C-A period S-T. Uh, you can go there and search Gus Edwards. You can search any name you want, and you'll see our takes on those players. They bring you to the two-minute clip of when we discuss them. Of when we discuss them. Fire. Fire. Uh, next up, Trey Isaac, 94. Trey. Is it okay to fade Breeze on the road? Only solid outings for week three and ten against Atlanta and Cincy. Trey, you've done your homework, and I think that's why you don't want to fade Breeze. Yeah, he has demolished the bad defenses on the road, and he has a bad defense on the road here. That so. he's demolished before. Yep. yep. Uh, moving on to this guy, Emmanuel Sanders was his flex. He sent us this earlier in the day. Uh, that's brutal. Womp womp. Uh, okay uh, options on the bench. He has, oof, Melvin Gordon and Connor injured. Sorry, man. Golden Tate, DJ Moore, Justin Jackson. I probably go or Chris Godwin. Oh, it's Godwin. Godwin and I'm going Godwin. Yeah. Oh, only one of them. Just go. one. Yeah, Godwin for sure. Godwin. Godwin if DJ doesn't play. DJ oh, yeah, yeah. Moore if he does. Hundred percent. I think that's the play. order. Godwin, Moore, Tate. Tate and Jackson are close. I think. I think I even put Jackson over Tate. I just don't trust Tate yet. I want to see one more game from Tate before I can put him in my lineup in a playoff situation. All right, we got at FPS Junkie Mo rolling Brady at Miami. Uh, that's not the question, but we're gonna we're gonna uh, argue that argue one. against Don't that. Don't do it. 
if you want to go back to our Tom Brady clips on Clipcast. Or if you just want you, if you're listening to this, hopefully you heard it already. True. Um he says I got Josh Gordon and James White on the same team. My other best option is Peyton Barber. Do I roll all three patch or throw Barber in instead of White or Gordon? Uh me Michael, I think Tim too, we've always been just player best guys, doesn't matter what team they're on. So I'm not worried about starting three guys from the same team. If I'm betting James White or Peyton Barber, I'm taking White every day. Yep. I, I have some precautions about the Patriots. They're becoming more and more unpredictable every week. But when your backup option is Peyton Barber, you start your other guys. Yeah. If this was more of a White, like, I don't know, Kenyon Drake type thing. Maybe. Right, Spencer Ware, Philip uh, Lindsay, that kind of – or, like, that kind of decision. Talking about RB1s. <laughs> I mean, you were just talking – we were just talking about it. Like, the decision we were making against oh, Lindsay. Like, oh, so you weren't comparing it to White. Th- these guys are obviously – Okay, uh, Tim, we're probably going to need you on this one because me and Michael are split in the rankings. At Styles Wilbur, Styles, uh, started 0-6, made it to 7-6 and into the playoffs. Hey. Job well done, Styles. Hashtag and Uh He needs a flex play. Samuels or Cohen? I have, Cohen, I have Samuels higher. Michael's Cohen Standard, higher. Standard, I'm going Samuels. PPR Cohen? Otherwise, half, half and full, I'm going Cohen. But Samuels is mostly going to get pass game work. Yeah. I'm going Cohen. I, you got to go for the known I over the unknown. Cohen, and, man, I, against the Rams, how is he not going to get like? Yeah, they're going to be chasing points. Eight targets. They're going to be chasing. All right, I guess I'm outvoted. We're going Cohen. Yeah, if I go off. at Ryan Smitty ninety four, Ryan Smith, Ware and Wilson Jr. with not the best matchups this week, still a must start in all formats. Uh, I mean, I think you just look at the rankings for that, right? Yeah, it's kind of we, a general without question. context. It's a little tough. They are both good starts, though. Yeah, not necessarily must starts if you got a stack team. Right. Uh, Gronk officially on the decline. Worth picking up Uzoma just in case. No. 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 Gronk is still averaging nine points per game in the games he's played this year. So. Yeah. And you don't want to burn a spot on your bench with a tight end when you can get better guys. Like if you got Herndon on your waiver wire, if you got a guy like Vance McDonald on your waiver wire, if you got like Jonu Smith, th- those guys are all on the same level. So why waste a roster spot on CJ Uzama? Agreed. We got at all sabermetrics. One point PPR, would you consider drop uh, starting Samuel over Fournette or Chubb? So same question we had earlier. Curtis? Uh, no, no. Or Jalen Samuels. Samuels. Sorry. No. Same no. question we had earlier. Fournette and Chubb are two guys you have to start over. I yeah. think when we say Jalen Samuels, number one, we mean we, we like to start him in the tight end. And number two, it's like, yes, we like him this week, but – don't get caught in the trap of if you have a stud, you're going to pick up this guy and start him over him. Start your stud. He's Next. your stud for a reason. There you go. Next up, we got at Queso Ray. Ray Queso. Doug Martin predictions. I have to play Chase Connor is out. Not a guy we want to trust. Brutal because they get Pittsburgh and they're probably going to be down. Defense. They're a great run defense and they're going to be down. So Doug Martin might What not do get you guys think? I'm going to say probably available in your league. Go with Ty Montgomery. Over Doug Martin. If, when you hear this guy, who who tweeted this? At Queso Ray. When you hear this, Ray, tweet at us your free agent options. Yeah, that's a good yeah, idea. And we'll hook, hook you up with who we'd pick up. Shoot that. Okay. Uh, oh, same guy. Jags or Redskins D. Uh, we, we have Jags, Jags right higher. Said discuss why in the podcast, so we'll talk about it a little bit. We talked, we talked about it earlier. Well, the Jaguars well. stepped up last week, and Tennessee just says – not been a scary offense by any means, so they could definitely force and some then turnovers. Washington, again. the Giants haven't been that bad at like they've been good. 
yeah. lately. They've been controlling the ball. They haven't really been giving up turnovers. If yeah. they do, it's not like pick sixes or anything. Yeah. So it's kind of, I think it's more of a and gold matchup. Washington is Mark Sanchez now. Their defense is going to be on the field for like 45 minutes. That's a good point. Last time you saw these two teams play each other too, the final score was 9-6 with a total of five field goals being kicked. And that was the entirety of the scoring that game. That's it. All right. Those are the questions. Uh, tweet at us at Brodo Fantasy uh, for all rapid responses. Uh, Jason, work there on you. At Jason Petrop. Schmeichel. At Mike underscore Petrop. You can find us Stimmy. all at Brodo Fantasy on Twitter and on Instagram now. The Instagram, again, is in beta status. We don't have any posts. We're not going to have any posts. But if you want to follow us, just so you, Hold once on. we start posting. Yeah. <laughs> said we're not going to have any posts. Eventually, we Ever. Will. Oh, no, no. Of not course. for now. We're not going to for now. And then once we get everything, because we got this nice studio now. We've built it ourselves, but it's not done yet. And I'm sure, listen, you don't want to see that. <laughs> and we're going to start putting a camera in here and giving you guys some clips on the Instagram. So go check that out. We're also going to be making some, uh, some, uh, Graphics, there you go. Our first ever uh, intern out here. Shout out. At Mark Hamlin. Mark. Mark from Canada. Doing it. Doing it big. Joining the Brodo squad. Yes. So shout out to Mark. Um, And we got big things coming. So check us out. Uh, Announcement coming at the end of this uh, fantasy season, week 16. So make sure you stay with us all the way through to week 16 because we have an exciting announcement about what's going on. past week 16 that I think you might be excited about. I know we're excited about it. Um, besides that, yeah, that's it. BrotoFantasy.com for everything Broto. And good luck in your first round of your playoffs. If you get that win, hashtag in Broto we trust. Thank you for everyone who tweeted at us and thanking us for the advice we gave them this year. Uh, we appreciate it. And, yeah, let's win some championships, baby. We're up. Let's do it. See ya. Peace.